Hello, welcome to another Music Ally Focus with me, Music Ally's editor, Joe Sparrow. And in this episode, we speak to Inez Dunn, a young songwriter from London who has writing credits and songs like Maisie Peters is Not Another Rockstar and is one of the first songwriters to be featured by Spotify's Radar program. Uh, we ask her about the obvious and not so obvious benefits of a songwriter getting major support from a streaming platform in this way. Now, each Music Ally Focus podcast episode analyzes one meaningful music business perspective at a time and so this podcast is going to be quick it should take about the same amount of time as it would take Andy Collins to fill 300 eclairs with whipped cream he filled 13 in one minute in 2007 and we think that's a record that is surely begging for a brand new attempt Uh, now talking of whipping up enthusiasm artists being selected by a key tastemaker and seeing attention around their career develop as a result is nothing new. However, in today's music industry, one of the biggest Philips an artist's career can receive is by being part of one of the major streaming platform's artist programs, which, at its most flashy, can result in your face being plastered across a billboard in Leicester Square in London. That's what happened to Inez Dunn, and so we spoke to her about her nascent career, how she ended up on Spotify's Radar program, and what the tangible benefits are of getting such high-profile support like this at this point in her career. Let's go over to Inez right now. Okay, so we're really happy to be joined by Ines Dunn here uh, on the Musical Life Focus podcast. Hi, Ines. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, very welcome. First of all, just a bit of uh, introduction and information. Yeah. So who are you? What is the music you write like? And what are your ambitions as you embark on your career? What's going on? Well, so uh, I'm Ines Dunn. <laughs> uh, I just turned 21 last week which was severely fun um and what's the music I write like I I I feel like I've been in a bit of a pop vein um well I love pop music for start so I feel like that heavily is a a big part of the music I make but I also I feel like a big thing for me is just being as like versatile and I guess like creatively stimulating as possible so I feel like pop is it will always come back to pop and my my goal in life is to make the best pop songs I humanly can um but but there's also there's like so many more areas of music that so so you you are you are a songwriter as opposed to as a performer first first and foremost right and and was was songwriting something that came very naturally to you just to get that little bit of background because as as a sort of frustrated musician yeah. myself i find it yeah. like i can press all the buttons and strum all the strings but like the, the songwriting part is very hard i mean it's this is really funny because i would love to say that it was something that came naturally <laughs> but i always joke about how so i went to a theater school when i was younger um and my family's very creative my parents were in advertising my sister's a dancer my brother's also in advertising and, and like studied art for years and when I went to theatre school, there was like one teacher who was like, anybody who writes a song can go to a recording studio. And I was like, oh my God, I want to go to a recording studio. And I went home and told my parents that I wanted to be a songwriter. Um, And so now I always joke that I'm only doing this because I told my parents I would when I was 12, Um, which is semi-true. There's probably about 50% truth in that. And then 50% truth in the fact that I actually have like, I feel like I've learned to love songwriting. I feel like it's something that, I kind of committed to right and then I've like I've like really found like a deep love for it and it it does really feel like the thing that I always wanted to do and always was like gonna do um 
but yeah, no, no, I, it hasn't come naturally. Right. I feel like I've, well, then no, maybe it has come a bit naturally, but, but I also think I've like worked really hard to, right. for it on, to come on the naturally. Craft. So you've worked on the yeah. craft side of it to, to get to, to, on your skills like I, and your I almost, Yeah. I almost feel like I've studied it so much that it has come naturally in a weird way because mm. I feel like I've learned the foundations of it in a million different aspects that it just kind of all concocted into hopefully actually being relatively good at it not to draw a parallel between you and picasso but the way that picasso had to learn to paint perfectly before he could paint anything else well oh i've been thinking about this so much because i went to the um helmut af Klint and the pierre mondrian exhibit at the tate the other day and then i also went to the van gogh uh exhibit in amsterdam last summer mm. and and maybe this is a really dumb thing of me to say and not realize until now but it's that thing of like when you go to a van gogh exhibit i feel like you expect the starry starry night and the, all the like swirls and the um really like interesting yeah. movement in the painting but then you like start off at the exhibit and it's like his paintings of the peasantry in france and it's brown. like so yeah. real yeah but 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 it's like the realism is like insane and so you're like oh you can draw perfectly like all and it's the same with the hill Clint and the same with pierre mondrian they can draw things perfectly before they choose to not. And yeah. I think it's like a choice. And I kind of think music's the same. I think you have to like learn the, it's like learning the rules to break the rules. It's like, you have to know what everybody else can do to know how to do something newer or, or yeah. more interesting or, yeah. or your own yeah, way. You, you've got to, you've got to go there to come back. Now um, you've, you've, as a songwriter, you've been yeah. involved in Spotify's radar program. And that's the kind of thing I, I was interested in talking to you about. Because yeah. You know, t traditionally, the radar program and, and any kind of supporting programs from uh, DSPs has yeah. been around promoting uh, upfront talent in, in yeah. terms of the artists and the face yeah. and the you know the that side of things. Um, yeah, but totally. Obviously, in your case, it's a little bit different because you're the songwriter. And yeah. um, so, I'm interested in that. How, how did that come about? How did you get involved in that program? Um, there's an amazing lady called Mel Svensson who works at Universal Publishing. Universal, Universal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she, I, I think it, I think the opportunity came through her from, from what I know. Um, and there's an amazing man at Spotify called Aaron Buckingham, who has kind of been the spearhead of, of this entire thing. And when I was 29, uh, when I was 17, um, Aaron put me on a camp, like a dance electronic camp at Metropolis. And I was at music college and like two students, me and one other guy, um, were lucky enough to kind of like be invited along right. and Aaron was there and it, it was like a really nice 360 moment where like I think Aaron had kind of like remembered that I existed from right. that camp and that I was like around doing songwriting and I kind of got in touch and, and wanted to do the radar uh, program and, and, I, and it was something that I was like oh this is like amazing and of course like I would love to be a part of it and that's so nice and I kind of expected it to be like one post on Instagram and it was going to be great but that I that that was like it yeah. Um, we and getting a billboard in Leicester Square. Oh, uh, and Times Square. It, it was like the weirdest. Square. It was the weirdest thing where it was like Aaron was kind of like, "Oh, will, will you like come by the the office?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay, like that's fun." And then we did like we filmed an interview, and then we did like a um, I guess an interview for like a music blog as well. And then we went to Leicester Square and we saw the billboard. Right. Um, and that was just kind of like a million. It was like tenfold times what I thought it was going to be and so yeah. there's been this like amazing kind of content rollout um that's been included with it that, that I really wasn't expecting and it's been 
amazing, really. Uh, especially for a songwriter who's like, you know, I, I think when you sign up to be a songwriter, um, you sign up for never having those things and and and, hmm. and almost like never thinking you'd get them. Um, but Spotify, uh, yeah, I mean, they've been amazing with like giving a platform to. So what what does the opportunity offer you? Like what what I mean, like having your face on a billboard is a nice thing, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, but like, like beyond <laughs> that, very intimidating. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Yeah, uh, um, but beyond that, what does yeah. it offer you? What do you, what do you get out of it in perhaps in a sort of more nuts and bolts way? Well, I think it's it, in in a kind of simple way. There's a world outside of the music industry um, that. In, in, in which Spotify is their primary streaming platform, and the, and there's like the it's like ninety percent of the world, like it's in an insane amount of people go via Spotify and watch the content, and like Spotify, I was lucky enough that they gave me like a written by playlist, and and they were like, um, they made a radar, I think it was like a radar artist or a radar songwriter's playlist, and they featured my songs in that, and 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 they plug that into all the users, and it's like it it becomes a different caliber of people who are recognizing songwriters because it becomes not just the music industry, which hopefully like I, I would say that most of the people in the music industry end up knowing about most of the songwriters anyway. And so in that sense, maybe you're gaining one or two more like artists or not artists. Yeah. Maybe artists or like A&Rs and managers and a couple more people who are like recognizing who you are. But um, more than that, I think it's like the reach that Spotify has outside of that to kind of give highlight to songwriters is, is kind of unparalleled right so, so um, it's, it's it's less about the sort of the connectivity to the industry as, as it is to well i'd say listeners. so i'm i mean i've had like it, it's definitely helped in i think having a spotify campaign behind you as a as a songwriter almost legitimizes you in a way that you can't be otherwise i i think you can have your cuts and i of course you can have hits and you can have really successful songs which is the goal and is the dream in life and then but I think having a name like Spotify to kind of like stand behind you and be like, we think she's worthy of this, um, I think kind of creates a different a different level of like backing maybe. And and I think it was like a really nice nod for me to be like, it's okay, you're doing you're doing good, um, which felt really nice. And so I so it is it is also to do with the music industry. Um, I don't want to brush over that too much because it because it definitely is. And I've definitely had people who have like like I guess reached out because of it um yeah I mean the music industry is one of perception isn't it I mean it's a combination yeah. of you, you have to have hits the hits count you know yeah and and, uh, and that makes a difference but it is about perception if you're perceived yeah, as a totally. as a uh a respected songwriter you, yeah. you become a respected songwriter don't yeah, you? yeah no and, and 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 I think that's exactly what Spotify have like managed to do so I think they just go about it in such a classy way um and I think they they give you a like an opportunity to talk about your music in the way that you want to talk about it. And I think that's like something that songwriters never get the chance to kind of have that that voice to talk about the things that they do every day and talk about the songs that come out that are successful or aren't or like projects that they love working on or things that they have coming up. And you never get to like hear a songwriter's brain behind the music that they make. Um, what which are the repercussions think- of that being like if, from from a sort of perhaps a um- yeah. Uh, like a user perspective not the industry perspective but you know you yeah for example you do interviews or you write about or you talk about the music that you've been writing and the songs you've written how has that sort of come back to you in terms of response from listeners or consumers for instance you have a lot of like ran i get like a lot of random messages being like (laughs) 
like and it's, it's actually really nice and it's like people being like oh I found your written by playlist or oh I heard this song on this again play like this radar playlist or or whatever it is and it's like um or I have like I had like random friends who like aren't in music who were walking through Leicester Square and saw the billboard at the time it was on and you're just like it's it's definitely a um I th- I mean I think on a on a ground level like my neighbor now thinks that I have a real job after the last 4 years of not thinking that I did um which is a big plus because now I don't have to convince her that I have a job um and and so it, but a bit of it's been really nice it's like you get loads of random um messages or there's been like I think they've run a couple ads and like um my brother will like show me send me a screenshot of like his phone that pops up with like a random like hey listen to this playlist now or something um which has been amazing and and it's been yeah I don't know how does that feedback um, like perhaps into your sort of you know for, for your perspective as a writer does that does that have a sort of positive influence on just because you know any kind of creative work relies yeah. on confidence yeah right totally. and, and, and totally. anyone who's done anything creative knows that problem of struggling through times of low confidence or, or whatever absolutely every day of my life yes <laughs> so uh, this, is, <laughs> this is where the podcast mutates into a therapy session but yeah, like, yeah, how, no, does totally it, how does it <laughs> does it have a feedback on your sort of creative output then once you've got this backing does it make does it sort of do you have like a straighter back and you're composing better or how does it work oh definitely not um I wish that were the case. I wish right. that um, I became a better songwriter because of the campaign. Um, but but I think that I, I I think as I said before, it's definitely like a nice nod to know that you're in the right, going in the right direction. I think you can get really lost in this industry with like the every on like a minute level of the day to day basis. I think it's really easy to kind of forget what you're doing it for and 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 like why you love it because you're doing six sessions a week and with like a million different people and there's not there's not like a lot of structure and there's not a lot of output as well it's like really the amount of songs you write versus the amount of songs that are released is like insane um and so i think when you spend every day of your life for not much output and when the output happens the chance of it being a hit is like tiny um that i think it, it it definitely has some link to like knowing that you're headed on the right track and and like in those moments of oh my god what am I doing to be like no it's okay like yeah right okay somebody somebody at Spotify cared about you enough to like put all this effort into you so what do you do with all those songs that you you put a lot of time into and then you kind of go yeah I'm gonna put this on the shelf do you you ever come back to them or do you just sort of move on I spend every day of my life coming trying to come back to them I, I think it's I think it's like um I think I think you end up holding out hope that one day something good will happen for that song um and the ones that you know I think I've got quite like a high threshold in terms of my own music I really hard on myself as well as people around me I think being like a really good level of um there's a lot of good constructive criticism that I'm around um and so we kind of operate hopefully at like a relatively good level of like knowing what ones are realistically hopefully going to have a good shot in the future and which ones are just you're just like holding out hope for because you liked writing that song um so what what are those kind of um what's that checklist where you like you 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 play a song and say right i've got a good feeling about this and then you sort of go through it and think oh no actually no this this wouldn't be a this is a good song but not a commercial yeah i i don't really know um how to verbalize it if if it's just feels like 
you you can kind of break it down of it like logistically into like a good melody or a good lyric or like a great vocal take or whatever that or like an amazing production like whatever it is but I think it's like a weird marital uh happening of like all of the above and I think there's sometimes I I always like to think about music that you're always like five percent away from writing the best version of a song of your entire life every day but I think you just spend those days trying to find it and sometimes you never do and then and in those rare moments where everything just aligns I think that's when that's the magic and like that's those are the songs worth holding out for um yeah. so it's a bit so like fishing you, you've got to you've got to just totally. the, the process of doing it is what makes you get to the pull out the, the big fish totally and it's like you just have a like it's literally just stars aligning like I don't really know how else to describe it other than like on that day somebody played the right set of chords that made you think the right thoughts that made you sing the right things it's it's like it just doesn't really make sense it, it's it's kind um, of frightening to think how much luck play like the, the, the role luck plays in breakthroughs yeah. in life isn't it it's, yeah it's, uh, and we don't really want to think of it like that because we put so much hard work into things no but but I also think it's like a I think you kind of do all that hard work in order for the luck to yeah. to have its best shot of coming through yeah, yeah it's funny now um you know, we we talk a lot of music ally about uh, these kind of support programs from yeah. from from streaming platforms, and of course, there's a lot of give and take here. Yeah. Like they're supporting you; you're getting all this good stuff out of it. Um, totally. I don't mean this in a cynical way, but what at all? But what what do you think the benefits are? Why is Spotify doing this? Do you think what what is in it for them to put your face on a billboard to support you and and showcase yeah. your your work as a writer? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's. It feels almost like an untouched territory for Spotify potentially, like that kind of behind the um, behind the music aspects. I, I, they obviously had the um, the Genius program that they ran like a couple of years ago, and and they've had their like they've had a really good a good backing for songwriters and producers. But I, it feels like, in the sense that every time we see a, a radar um, campaign or or they have like the our generation things running at the minute, where it's like there's very artist heavy, and I think there's such a world of um, people behind the music. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if if they end up, like, doing an A&Rs or, like, a management or, like, a label thing eventually because it's, like, that's also an untouched territory for them. Which, But I, I think it's more, like, shining a light on the people who make the music is also... It's great for Spotify. They have They have links to the people who are putting the successful songs on their Spotify and it's, like, a different kind of, like... Um, I'm not including myself in that at all. That sounded really like... No, no, you go, go ahead. Like, look, <laughs> no, 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 that build yourself really... up. You've got a platform. <laughs> no, 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 no. I really didn't, I really didn't mean like that. <laughs> I just realized when it came out of my mouth that I, it sounded like I was talking about myself, which I'm definitely not. Um, but 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 to run a program like Genius or to, or to run a what hopefully Radar Songwriters will turn into is like, it, it's, that, it's that different level of connectivity between the people who make the music and, the, and, and kind of other, other bridging of the gap between the artists that, are singing the songs and or like have the music out on their platform and the people who wrote it so um it feels like a it feels like a connecting the dots thing maybe yeah um, yeah sure it's i might be completely wrong completely so what, wrong on that but uh, with, with all that in mind then what what you know you've learned a lot you've yeah you've had a lot of stuff sort of a lot of circumstances build this framework around you you said you've got a good support system you've got the support yeah, totally. of spotify obviously not everybody you've got a lot of songwriters listening who are not 
on the radar program and yeah. maybe they can in the future or yeah. uh, maybe they won't or you know like you say life is life is a has many paths so yeah. what, do you have any sort of from your perspective I know you're starting out at the moment but it's interesting yeah, no. to get the, yeah, the sort of career perspective of someone who is starting out yeah um, what is the sort of advice you would pass on to songwriters who are listening and perhaps of you know that they're ambitious as you, they're working hard, yeah. they're building the yeah. support network around them, they want to achieve what you're achieving, yeah. and you know, they don't have the radar support yet. What, what would you yeah. sort of say to them? I, I feel like good things happen when you just try your best at being good at what you do. I don't, I don't really know, like I was not expecting anything from uh, just just trying to write songs every day and I, I think that you always like go about and like I will for the next like hopefully 34 years of my life is just like you just try and make the best music you can make and I think when you keep your head down people like people are paying attention to what you do like like people just are noticing that hard work and I, I think that it's like you have to have that blind faith that things will just come together and I think they do for good people who do good things and and like I think if you just spend your life I don't know I'm saying as someone who I just spend my life hopefully trying to be like a good person who hopefully makes good songs but you're not being judged here, um, by the way. like you don't have to prove it uh, no no <laughs> no but I this is like this is just what I think about every day is like how to just be better at my job and, and I think that um it's the cliche thing to say but like this is just the 10,000 hours job. Like you just only get good by doing it all the time. And I think that when I joke about um, me saying I'm doing this because I said I would when I was 12, it's like, it is that, but it's also, I then just spent like every day trying to be good at it. Um, and then I think that also plays into like how good you eventually become hopefully and I, and I like I have so so far left to go so I'm not really one to like give this advice but um but I but I do think it's like having the the like waking up in the morning and and wanting to make music and wanting to get better um yeah so it's, 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 it's part of it is like about really finding crucial. your Sounds mm, sounds silly to say finding your passion but like finding something that you, like you're truly motivated about and then just digging in yeah, I think like, I think it's becoming the best you can be at the thing that you specialize in. I think like there's a million songwriters who are amazing at a million things. And that is the goal, I think, is to like be the best you can be at in various different fields. Um, writing songs is actually, it is on paper like the funnest job in the entire world and yeah it actually is the funnest job in the entire world in a lot of moments but also it's like a weirdly like mentally taxing job mm. where mm. you and like and like emotionally taxing job where you where you kind of like the amount of rejection you deal with in this industry is insane so it, it almost kind of like leads back to having that like self-fire like you need to be a self-starter you need to have that like pit in your stomach that wakes up every morning and is like I'm, I know that yesterday was a hard day and that this happened and this happened and this happened but like I'm still going to wake up and I want to be the best songwriter and you've got to be mentally tough as well I guess you, you definitely I mean I feel like there's like a natural resilience that gets built up and um I think you have to be willing you have to be willing to like withstand it for the sake of your love for music hmm. um and for the sake of like the human connection that happens between like when you're in a co-writing session or, or with the artists that you make music with and for the result and like that you have like amazing moments I feel like life grants you these amazing moments where you're like 
um, I don't know, sat in front of 90,000 people at Wembley Stadium watching a song be performed at a random thing. Do you, like, at, like mm. I was lucky enough to have that at like summertime ball. And you and you just so kind who of was that? There. Just for, for, for context, who was it that was um, Mimi Webb right. um, playing a song called House on Fire. All oh, right, yeah, um, yeah, that um, that that I did with my friends Pablo and Charlie, who were amazing, and and I was just sat there like, oh, okay, like this is the moment where you're supposed to take it in and be like, this is what it's for, like this is the like, this is the payoff, so that for the next year and a half when you're in the dungeons of like yeah. songwriting jail. Um, that you kind of remember that moment and be like, oh, okay, it's it, it, like, it's going to be worth it. And it's worth it for a million different reasons. But um, yeah, it's a long game. And uh, I, yeah, I'm sure having your face on a billboard feels good, but that must feel really good uh, in a different way as well. Um, yeah, yeah, different levels of, uh, yes. Different levels of satisfaction. Yes. Uh, finally then, yeah. uh, if you could only listen to one piece of music for the rest oh of your God. life, what, it oh could be an God. album or it could be a song. Oh, no. What would it be? Oh no. Oh, this is an awful question. Mm. Um Always the hardest one. Oh I just feel like I'm rejecting oh no. Yeah, but you've got to but like it, like there's no I mean, we have to sort of buy into the idea that you have to choose one. Can mm. I can I say like an artist? Is that is that uh, cheating? Or is it Yeah, go on, yeah, go on. A cat, an artist catalogue is fine. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, now I'm just going to have two. Um, I'm mm. just going to say them anyway. I would say okay. like Simon and Garfunkel right. or ABBA. Right. So you did say at the start you were a pure pop person and there you I go. I love pop music. Uh, is that telling? Maybe. Um, you, 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 I don't think anyone's going to argue with uh, Simon and Garfunkel and ABBA. So that's no, yeah, Hopefully not. <laughs> I, feel like I feel like I've rejected all the greatest people in music. But um, I mean, you know, Lennon and McCartney, I guess I've got a shout in there, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're like, oh, the Beatles can be fun, yeah. yeah you got to, you got to um, kill your, kill your babies, yeah. Okay, know, yeah. No, that's fine. I think you're the first <laughs> yeah. person. I think you're actually the first person to suggest ABBA when I've asked that question, which is no weird. way. Yeah. Oh, that feels illegal. Everyone, yeah, they go for something very niche that is very meaningful to them, or something that they're trying to get, I think, longevity out of. Like, well, I, you know, Miles Davis kind of blue often yeah, comes up yeah. because you th I think because they think that. I can get quite a lot of value out of that. I can listen to it a hundred times and hear something that's different true. every time. So it's uh, a very different approach. So I, I appreciate that. Okay, Inna's done. Well, I'll put some links to your uh, writer's page, your notable page, and, uh, uh, and some other bits and pieces so people can investigate you beneath the podcast. Thank you so much. But thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, big thanks to Inna's for joining us. And uh, do check out the playlist of all her songs that is... Uh, below the podcast now if you found that useful please share it on with someone else who you think will get something out of it and if you want to get in touch with me that would be great as well you can email me on joe at musically.com that's joe j-o-e at musically.com don't forget if you want to stay in touch in another way we have a free weekly email called the knowledge which rounds up bits and pieces of the best analysis news marketing insight and so on and so forth from music allies wider subscription services so you can sign up with the link beneath the podcast as well and impress your friends. Uh, that's it. So thank you for listening. I've been Joe Sparrow. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, farewell. Mm -hmm.